Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast podcast or wherever you get your podcast <laughs> final hour on this meet friday come on in stay a while jeff van gundy on loan from the mothership will look at the la lakers can you make an assessment how many teams can you look at right now and say i know exactly what that team is going to be like say next spring we'll talk to jeff van gundy coming up also once again i had information in the first hour from a source I screwed it up, so I'm giving you a clarification once again that the uh, college football playoff committee is going to meet, and if they don't pass the 12-team playoff proposal in December, then it will probably go into play in 2025. If they do pass it, if they vote that they want a 12-team playoff, it will be put into play, not next season, but 2023. So... I said it would be next season, and my source uh, texted me back to say, no, it's 2023, but it's a quick turnaround. We thought we were going to have to wait till 2025, and I don't know what the hurdles are. Everybody wants to know what they're going to make, and a lot of this had to do with the other networks were worried that ESPN was going to have a monopoly here. They wanted to make sure that ESPN didn't get to take over college football any more than they already have, and that there were going to be partnerships with everybody. So they're going to vote in December. They they tabled this. They were going to vote, I thought, in November, from what I was told. It'll be December. They have a vote. And if it passes, we'll have a 12-team playoff, not next season, but 2023. If it doesn't pass, then it'll be 2025. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. Say good morning to Peacock, our streaming partner. They've been great, great friends of the show. Download the app. Watch for free all three hours. We say good morning to the Fox Sports Radio lineup and uh, iHeartRadio. So I mentioned Jeff Van Gundy will join us coming up. You had the Patriots rolling the Falcons last night. Pretty easy night for all involved except for the Falcons. And this is a Patriot team that's now 7-4. and four. Here's, here's uh, Bill Belichick highlighting his defense. Well, I mean, the big one night really was Devin's interception. The rest of them, you know, came at the end. I don't know if it really affected the score that much. I mean, a good place. JC made a heck of a play on the on the interception on the sideline, Kyle and, and uh, AP. But when you get ahead, that's, that's kind of when some of those plays come. Here's Mac Jones on uh, his performance and his teams. They look great out there. They know who they're blocking, and it's cool to see them work together. It's just um, they have a lot of chemistry and a lot of snaps together. They've gelled really well, and I feel comfortable in the pocket with what they're doing. And some of those sacks tonight had nothing to do with them. That was me and, and issues that I can fix through communication. They've done a great job, and I just got to hold up my end of the bargain. All right. You know, you uh, laud your teammates. You take the blame when something goes bad. Well done. Well done for a rookie. In a uh, season full of marquee matchups on TV, the Chiefs and Cowboys on Sunday is going to stand out on Fox. It's got everything. You start with the Cowboys. They always rate. 
And this might be their best chance to compete for a Super Bowl since the 90s glory days, except for the mysterious loss to Denver two weeks ago. Dak Prescott is playing well. I think he's the leading candidate for the MVP right now. I know that we're trying to shoehorn Josh Allen in there, maybe Tom Brady in there. I'm looking for consistency. Chiefs are always relevant because they're always good. But uh, the struggles this season actually made them even more interesting. Patrick Mahomes looked like himself against the Raiders last week, but is that going to last? Kansas City, can Kansas City slow down Dallas? And what about Dallas's defense? You got Micah Parsons, and Parsons might be the defensive player of the year. But his competition might be from his teammate, Trayvon Diggs. But both have kind of cooled off a little. You know, Parsons is up there as one of the sack leaders in the NFL, I believe. But um, I would love to have Micah Parsons against Travis Kelsey. But as a scout told me, Micah Parsons is nowhere near um, being able to cover Travis Kelsey. Not that anybody really is, but he, but he's not there yet as far as developmental, you know, trying to cover somebody in space like that. That he's very good at getting to the quarterback, you know, edge rusher and extremely quick, but trying to cover Travis Kelsey. He's not ready for that matchup yet. Or so I was told. Yes, McLovin. The line on that game I'm seeing is uh, Kansas City's favored by two and a half. If you give three points for home field, does that mean that Vegas views Dallas as maybe the better A little team? bit, probably slightly. Yeah. But, but Vegas doesn't have emotions. Right. You know, that's not what Vegas does. Like we bet... We're emotional when we bet. It's not good to be emotional. You don't want to do that. No. Where you go, oh, I, you know, I lost that one. I'm going to double up on this game. That's not the way to go about it. Vegas loves when you do that, by the way. Yeah, McLevin. You sound like you're speaking from some experience oh, there. Oh, man. Uh, the number of times when I'd lose on Sunday and I go, I'm going to get it all back on Monday. And then all of a sudden you go, damn. What's the vig that I owe with this? It's one thing to lose. Like, let's say you lose a dime. And then you have to throw 100 on top of that for the vig. It's just the vig always bummed me out. Because if I'd lose a bet, it might be two grand or something. I'd go, two grand, 2,200. As if the two grand shouldn't have been enough to go, hey, idiot, you got you to gotta spend two. And to go to your bookie's house and you knock on the door. And I'm delivering money. <laughs> you know, it's just, and he, and he lived around the corner from me. And I told the Danettes, I saw a car on uh, Bring a Trailer, the website Bring a Trailer. And it was a light blue Lincoln Continental. It was a Mark Three or Mark Four. I, I texted to Paulie. Legit. And I said, what do you think? And Paulie says, oh, man, that is awesome. I said, my bookie. My bookie drove that. I drove a car that cost $200. He was driving that. That should have uh, told me. Yes, Paul. Did you ever have a weekend when you lost the bookie and you didn't have the money? Like, or for a couple of days, you're like, I, I don't have it. Whether you told him or just in your head, you're like, I don't have the cut to cover this. I don't, it's not available to me right yet. Um, or was it, did you always bet within your means? No, there was, there were probably two times that I did bet and I didn't have the money to cover, but, but he knew where I lived. And it, so it wasn't like he even said, he goes, I know where you live, but he wasn't a tough guy. I mean, he's just a businessman. He had, he had a regular job. He had a, a great job, but he loved this. 
But, man, there was nothing better than going over there and you knock on the door and you say, uh, can I get my money? Because he would always say, do you want to just leave it in your account? And I'd go, yeah, yeah, sure, leave it in. Now, this is this a long time ago. This is back in the 80s, 70s. And uh, it's not like you could monitor your stuff. You know, you couldn't look on your smartphone or anything. And I, uh, then I realized if I leave it in, then I'll gamble it. I'll bet it. And then I started taking money out. Lost my last bet. Last bet I ever placed. Cost me 3300 Yeah, if you were winning, you would have kept going. <laughs> Thank God I lost. Thank God I lost because I, I, I bought my mom a dishwasher. Yeah, Todd. So you never had a couple of guys, giant guys with no necks show up and said, <laughs> no. you know, uh, yeah. your boss says you have till Friday. No. Make sure it's there by noon. <laughs> no. No. It, was, it wasn't that kind of environment. Yes, McLevin. Was your last game like a Super Bowl or like an Atlantic 10 basketball game? It was a bowl game. It was a bowl game. Atlantic 10. Yeah. I wouldn't bet. They didn't have Atlantic 10 back then. But did you ever, you probably bet on, say, Bonaventure or no, one of these. No, 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 oh, no. No, I was never, I was never that down in the dumps. Like, I, I just bet college or pro football. That was it. I was really good at pro football, but I thought I was really good at college football. And you're like, Ohio State's going to cover this 17 against Indiana. Final score, Ohio State 21, Indiana 10. That's a lost dog. Yes, Paul. I was once on a road trip, and we ended up in Las Vegas, and we were at the MGM Grand, and the only thing left on the board was like, there wasn't even baseball left. There was a delayed, weather-delayed CFL game. It was like the Winnipeg Blue Bombers or something like that, and we bet on it. We just felt dirty. You know, was, everything else was done for the night. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure I lost. I get that. I understand that. And sometimes, yeah, I'm, I've never been one of those guys that needs to have something on a game to watch it. But a lot of guys will. They'll be like, nobody cares about this game. I'm going to throw a couple of bucks on it. And it'll be like... I can't watch it if I I don't even like watching if somebody else I'm with has money on a game because I hate that feel I know that feeling so well. And when you know it's just going to end horribly. Like it's one of those where you go, "Oh god, it's going to hurt." Who who was the game the other night where the line was 24 and a half? Oh, the Kentucky basketball game. Okay. And they won by 25. Like, just... That, that's where you go, man, they really know what they're... How many times have we been saying that? How many years, how many decades do we go, man, they really know what they're doing? Yeah, they do. But they have to. There was a walk-on who scored four points in the final 30 seconds. And that's the reason why Whoa. it went the other way. <laughs> that's the better dry heave. Oh, it's it's bad. Yeah, McClellan, bad. I love when the walk-ons come on. That, those are my people. That was me. Oh, I'd be firing away. If so I, you, if, if you I were a walk-on you oh in Kentucky, God. you would have shot any chance you got? Every time. Every time. You know, when you see those guys come in, they've been practicing all year long, and then they got to throw a crisp bounce pass to somebody, and you're thinking, damn, I'm getting in the books with a shot. I don't care. Might be 0 for 1. Got to get a shot up there. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, email address, dpdanpatrick.com. We got uh, the Traegers all fired up. If you're watching on Peacock, we will uh, open the Traeger grills coming up in about 20 minutes from now. We decided we were going to have Thanksgiving today 
So next Wednesday, if we have meat Friday, because we won't be working Thursday and Friday, I didn't want to have turkey on Wednesday and then we'd have it on Thursday as well. So in case you're wondering why we're having turkey, it's a little separation there. Thank you, Todd. A fantastic idea by you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we got our poll question for the final Okay, so for Jeff Van Gundy coming up, we want to know if he had to pick one team coming out of the West right now. The only three choices I'm giving him are the Warriors, the Suns, and the Lakers. LeBron might come back tonight. The other question on this side of the glass is if you had to bet on one team today to reach the championship, would you take the Lakers or Bill Belichick and the Patriots right now? When did we have this discussion? You weren't involved. Yes, Paul. This was my idea, and I, I passed it to Andrew because in case it went poorly, mm. I thought you could blame it on him. Mm. <laughs> People are really hot on the Patriots right now and down on the Lakers. But yeah. have they crossed expectations? Um, well, the Patriots, I think, have exceeded expectations by a lot of people, whereas the Lakers haven't come close to what people think they're going to be. How much confidence do I have? Um, I, I think the Patriots are a playoff team, not a Super Bowl team. I think the Lakers can win a championship. I don't. I don't think they will, but I. But they can win one. Patriots. I don't. I don't see them winning a championship. I don't see them getting to the AFC title game. I think they're good. I think they're good. They're they're solid, consistent. But and maybe maybe they're overachieving. I mean, I thought they'd have ten wins this year. All right, they got seven so far. Seems like you know they would exceed that. Yeah, McLevin. Well, the Warriors are coming back to earth a little now that they're on the road. They only beat Cleveland by like 20 or something. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think Curry only had, what, 40-something? Like, they're showing their real colors now. Steph had 20 in the fourth quarter. Warriors outscored Cleveland 36-8. to Steph had nine three-pointers. That's the fourth game with at least nine three-pointers made already this season. That's tied for the fourth most such games in a season since 1979 when... They brought in the uh, three-point shot. Curry also owns the top three seasons and one of the four other seasons tied for fourth. Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what stat of the day. By the way, does the game mean more to Dallas in Kansas City or Kansas City hosting Dallas? Because it feels like Kansas City needs to have a couple of back-to-back wins. Like, you got to have that, hey, we blew out the Raiders, and now you got Dallas coming. Like, this could be one of those games with Dallas where Dallas becomes the team to beat in football if Dallas beats Kansas City. If Kansas City beats Dallas, do we then have a question mark above Dallas going, okay, maybe not as good as everybody thinks? Or do we say Kansas City? Kansas City's the team to beat in the AFC. I mean, it feels like that's your headline on Monday. They, there's going to be a lot of headlines attached to that game. Yes, Todd? And also, since it's such a compressed division in the AFC West compared to the NFC East, there's a little more breathing room right now, anyway, for Dallas. The Chiefs, everything, everybody's like split by about a game to a game and a half or so. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. All right, we'll take a break. We'll talk to Jeff Van Gundy, get his thoughts on uh, the Lakers. And I'll ask him the question, I'll give you Durant or Steph Curry. 
who you got. That'll be coming up next here, Dan Patrick Show. M-Drive has a new product called M-Drive Lean, powerful protein supplement for driven guys who want to lose weight, look good, and perform at their best, no matter what their age is. And M-Drive Lean is the first of its kind. It's a protein powder formulated with Morosil. That's a clinically tested blood orange extract that supports reduction in weight, waist size, and body mass. The weight loss is backed by real science, and it helps fuel your daily drive. Go to mdrivedan.com, try it for yourself. Free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee, nothing to lose. It's not easy to lose weight as you get older. Visit mdrivedan.com, try mdrive lean, and shed those pounds. Feel good, perform at your best every day. You want to feel your best, look your best, lose weight, drink your M-Drive. Lose weight, feel good, M-Drive lean. Don't let age beat you. Visit mdrivedan.com. That's mdrivedan.com. And remember, refind your prime with M-Drive. To the Dan Patrick Show podcast, be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Oh, it's a meat Friday. Perfect time to taste the wood fire difference with a Traeger grill. Offering free ultimate accessory bundles with the purchase of select grills during the Black Friday sale. Head to Traeger.com slash DP show to learn more. More of your phone calls coming up. He's Jeff Van Gundy from the Mothership. He'll join Mark Jackson, Ryan Rucco, calling tonight's Mavs-Suns game. That's at 10 Eastern on ESPN. The earlier game, the Lakers visit the Celtics. Mike Breen, Doris Burke, and Cassidy Hubbard will be providing the coverage of that as Jeff joins us on the show. Good morning, Jeff. How are you today? Still makes me laugh every time you say Mothership. (laughs) I'm doing good. Well... I was uh, I was wondering about as a coach when do you re- when what's the earliest you think you can get an assessment of how good you think your team is going to be during the season or how bad I would say you you don't want to underreact nor do you want to overreact so I think you try to give yourself a quarter of the season in or around you know twenty games um, but now it's so hard Dan because. There are so many people that sit games out for injuries uh, or, or for you know personal reasons that it's it's a lot harder to get a gauge of what you have because you never have your team. When do you think will be a fair starting point to assess the Lakers? Well, I think when James gets back and he plays you know ten games, and I also think. Uh, because James has been out, people have overlooked Kendrick Nunn being out. Kendrick Nunn will be a huge addition to their group. Mm-hmm. Um, defensive intensity, some speed and quickness, which they lack throughout their roster. So I think when James and Nunn get back and you see what they have, and if you see, you know, how are they going to play with Westbrook Davis? Carmelo Anthony and James and how they fit around those four guys. And then I would suspect they're probably going to stick with Anthony Davis for a majority of minutes at the five. I think then you're going to know, you know, are they a good team, a really good team or a championship level team? What do you do with the Russell Westbrook style? If, if you want to modify, slow down, change, or can you at this stage? No, I think, you know, Westbrook, um, for better or for worse, 
um, <laughs> is committed to his his style of play. And I don't think you're going to change somebody's strengths at this, uh, you know, at this age. Um, his strengths will remain his strengths. His non-strengths will remain their non-strengths. And I think what you want to do is maximize his strengths, try to minimize or hide the non-strengths. And I think what's really interesting uh, is how they're going to go about, okay, when James has the ball or James and Davis are in pick and roll, what what do you want Westbrook to do? Do you want him to spot up and attack? Do you want him to spot up and shoot? Because he will be open. Um, that's where teams are going to give support from defensively. And I think for the Lakers, they just have to decide what they think gives them their best chance. And I think um, – when they get when Westbrook commits, even though it leads to some turnovers, to attacking off of on the second side when he's on the weak side, I think he creates some good things, and I think they need that sort of um, thrust to the basket. Would you want to coach him right now? You know what, uh, Dan? When I I interviewed for uh, the Rockets job when he was still a member of the Rockets. And this was in the pandemic, and I wanted to speak to both Harden and Westbrook. Harden didn't make himself available. Westbrook did. And Hmm. I had the best conversation uh, with a player that I didn't know at all uh, when I coached Westbrook. Uh, When I talked to Westbrook, I should say. He was – so forthright in what he thought, uh, how he saw himself, um, his place in the game. I really appreciated his directness and his honesty because sometimes in those situations, it's easier to, if you don't know somebody, just be sort of cliche-ish and um, more passive-aggressive. And I, I just, I really appreciated uh, I've always appreciated who Westbrook is off the floor. He does so so many remarkable things. But in that one conversation I had, maybe it was like a 45-minute to an hour conversation, um, I just really ap- uh, appreciated his directness. And, um, and he was, I don't want to say appreciative of my directness, but I think he, I think he liked uh, direct talk and straightforwardness. So it was a great conversation. And, again, you don't know someone until you coach them, so it would be impossible for me to answer your question. But I think from that conversation, I would have enjoyed being around him. How do you not take Harden not wanting to talk to you? as Like, do you take it personally that he doesn't want to talk to you? Well, I don't know if he didn't want to just talk to me. I, I don't know if he wanted to participate in, oh, okay. Uh, okay. in, the, um, in the process. Maybe he already knew he wanted out. I, I don't know. But, um, you know, I, I just, that's, again, that's not a knock on Harden. He can do what he wants. But I, I just appreciate Westbrook's time and his, uh, his forthrightness um, very, very much. We're talking to Jeff Van Gundy. He's with Mark Jackson, Ryan Rucco. They got the Mavs and the Suns coming up tonight. Is Luka going to play? I would, they listen to him as that doubtful, so... I would say not, which, you know, he came here to see Luca and Booker and Paul, um, all the greatness, and it's a, it's a bummer when you don't get that, but 
I thought the Mavericks held up well on Wednesday. They just didn't have enough offense down the stretch uh, when Phoenix turned it up. I think Steve Kerr, one of his toughest jobs this year, Coach, is trying to come up with new ways to describe Steph Curry's greatness. Yeah, he should not be able to. I think, Dan, what you should throw down the gauntlet, he cannot use the same adjective (laughs) all year. So if you start with superb, you've got to come up with something else the next game. Okay. Uh, Because I think that would be as interesting as watching, like, I think people are so used to now seeing Curry take and make like these impossible three-point shots from distance, defensive pressure, like that we become like almost numb to how great this is. This is something that will I can easily say will never be replicated. The movement off the ball, the ability to shoot uh you know, against great defense, uh, be able to shoot on the move, off the dribble. Like, he has completely revolutionized the game, and we're never going to see something like this, so we better appreciate it. Well, I wondered, and I, I, I sometimes overstate my love for Steph Curry just because I, I understand that that range, shooting like that, and if you're not necessarily quick or big or strong, can't jump, but he, he's, he's changed the game. How many players in the history of the sport can you say have truly changed the game? Well, you're right. Just a handful because there's been like so many great players, but see, I think Curry's a better athlete than people give him credit for, Mm -hmm. you know, the hand eye coordination, the agility, the balance, um, the rhythm, as you know, Dan, as a great shooter, the rhythm to that shot to be able to get it up with the soft touch from that distance, you can't be anything other than a great athlete to do that. So um, he has, he's changed the game. And uh, a lot of guys try to emulate how he plays. And uh, oftentimes you see just God awful shots being shot in the NBA because they're shooting Steph Curry shots that only, you know, (laughs) he should be allowed to shoot, you know? So not every, it's not equal opportunity to take the shots he takes because only he can make them at the efficiency level that he does. You're the head coach. I'm going to give you Steph Curry's career, everything that's gone on, KD's career, everything that's gone on, and then you get them the rest of their career as well. Who do you want? See, you know, like... You're you're like my wife trying to give me like box me in and like make, like make people hate me like how about this Dan you pick first and I'll take second and I I don't care who you pick because I'm going to be really happy with my pick I because never I knew watch. you would back away I mean Dwayne Wade answered it who did he take no you answer and then I'll tell you who he took. No, you're not going to, you're not going to, no, I'm not married to you. Only my wife can box me in like that. Okay, I, he took Steph Curry, and I took Steph Curry as well. Okay, well then to balance it out, I'll take Durant. Because if you guys want, like, it's a, it's a reasonable, like, how can you not want to coach Steph Curry? Think about what Steve Kerr got. He got them both, like, (laughs) in their prime. 
That should be illegal. I mean, I watched Durant this year, you know, because we've talked so much about how great Curry is. But I watched Durant this year when I was a part of the Olympic team. I'd never really been around him. I'd actually been around him two times in my career. The Olympic team, when I watched him work out, Dan, I was like, this guy's a machine. His his work, he didn't need a coach there. He knew exactly what he wanted to do. Hmm. He, he worked at a pace that was game-like, which is unusual. A lot of guys stay out on the court a long time but don't get a lot accomplished. Durant was just the opposite. He was 20, 25 minutes, full speed, every repetition, and it didn't hurt that the ball always goes in the basket, right? So, And then the other time was when I was coaching the Rockets, and stop me if I've told you this, but we had training camp at the University of Texas, and it turns out to be Durant's only year in college. So we're down there in early October, and we go to our first practice, and it's a 10 o'clock practice. We got there at 9. I have no idea who this kid is on the floor, but he is going through a workout like full speed. Okay. You know, he looks like a talented young guy. I have no idea what his name is. We practice. He's there the, the, the whole time. Then after we're getting off the court and milling around before we leave, he comes back on the court and works again. We come back before our second practice that day at, at six. He's on the court. He then watches us practice, and then he comes back on the court again after. He did that the whole week we were there. I'm like, this guy wow. is an absolute machine. I learned his name. I mean, now, I don't know when the heck his classes were, but I know <laughs> when we were there for those seven days, I have never seen a guy work like that. That It was impressive. And you know what? Whatever, how many ever years it is later, uh, 17 years later or whatever it is, he was doing the same exact thing in a shorter amount of time in, on courts in Japan. And it was – you know, he loves the game. He's improved with his passing, his his handle. And, I mean, literally an impossible guy to guard. And so you, right now, you know, you got Curry, you got Jokic, and you got Durant, and they are all having these incredible years. Has anybody broached the topic with you of the an NFT? You know, the picture thing the NBA is doing where you're holding on to Alonzo Mourning's leg. And you could sell that. And and people are paying big money for these NBA moments. But uh, do you, have you... I, I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Like, isn't the picture out there? Anybody could have it if they wanted it. I don't know why you'd want it. But McLevin, explain NFT to coach. So the people involved have exclusive rights. And yeah, the picture is out there. But you can have ownership of exclusive rights to it. Uh, basically, you can limit the supply. You're the only one who has the official Jeff Van Gundy, Alonzo Morning leg photo. Oh, well, well, that's what what a great moment to try to own uh, my temporary insanity. See, that's as stupid as what I proposed the other day to Mark Jackson. So, think if I, this was, makes any business sense to you, Dan. You're okay. you're a business guy. Right. I saw that the Lakers, the Staples Center, changed their name to Crypto.com. Right? Yeah. yeah. And they got paid this huge amount. What if I changed my name legal 
to crypto.com or some or Taco Bell, let's say. And so Mike Breen, when he comes on the air, says, I'm here. This is Mike Breen with Mark Jackson and Taco Bell. <laughs> Do you think they would pay me two and a half million dollars a year to change my legal name? Yes. Yes. Let's get it done. Let's get it because done. Because like tonight. Let's say Ryan Rucco introduces, you know, Mark, Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Crypto. Yes. Or Coach Crypto. Yes. I'll go like Coach Prime, like Deion Sanders. Coach Crypto. Yes. I, I think there's money to be made there. See, and I think all broadcasters should change their name, legal name, and then put it on their, their legal name could go on their jacket. Because how can the mothership say, I can't put my legal name on, on, on my jacket, right, when they come to an on-camera? I was thinking about that even, Dan. This is how, how lonely you get in the hotel room. How about, you know, the um, name, image, and likeness yeah. for um, college? What if all those players just legally changed their name to, you know, at center, Taco Bell, um, at forward, McDonald's, you know, Wendy's is your point guard. Like, And at quarterback, Arby's. Yes. What? I think that's how, if I became a college coach, I'd have all my kids change their legal names. And then, you know, change them back when you go to the NBA or, or into the real world, you know. So, yeah, I think I'm on to something. Better than the what the Lonzo Morning temporary insanity where I look like a fool and I deserve to be beaten. Like they should have stopped the game right there and dropped a ring down and and made me and Morning fight and just have Morning just pummel me, you know, for my coming on the court. Did you ever talk to Alonzo Morning about that where you're holding on to him like a ball and chain? No, you know what he was like back in those times, like. We played the Heat four straight years in the playoffs, and they went to the final game all four years. And so in the, in the regular season games, we played four times a year, and they were just, like, brutal. So, you, you know, you develop this, like, sense of, like, dislike. I mean, my brother was on the other staff, and I'm like, I'm not so keen on him during the weeks we're playing Miami, right? So the morning thing happens, and, and I have never spoken to morning in my life. You know, um, and so the next year I just was fortunate enough to be the all-star team coach. And I'm like dreading having to coach, you know, morning in the all-star game. Cause you know, like, you know, you're going to have to like talk to him a and B, you know, he's going to have to like, you're going to have to say something about being a, a, like a clown um, holding on to his leg. And so I was so grateful. We were heading out to media day and I hadn't seen him yet. And he came behind me and grabbed me and hugged me from behind. I didn't know who it was and it was him and he broke the ice and he was so, um, I, I don't know what the word would be, but he was just so nice, like about the whole thing where he, you know, he could have made me feel even worse than I already did about what I did. So I'll be forever grateful for his kindness in that moment. And then it took me about, after the game, it took me about 12 minutes to get back to my anti-heat. <laughs> Have fun tonight there, uh, Crypto. And that'll uh, be the Mavs and the Suns. That'll be at 10 Eastern on the Mothership. Uh, great to talk to you, Jeff. Thanks for joining us. 
All right, Dan, take care. Uh, he's got a lot of downtime on the road. But, yeah, Jeff Van Crypto. I like it. Or Jeff Van or JeffCrypto.com. Taco Bell. There'd be a lot of players, though, in college football who'd have the same name. Yeah. Arby had a, you know, Sonic had an unbelievable game. Wonder what it would cost, though, to get somebody like that, a broadcaster, comes on, like Troy Aikman last night. What if Joe Buck all of a sudden said, you know, joining us now is uh, Troy Shake Shack? Uh, Troy? <laughs> Yeah, Paulie. I, I have a neighbor a couple of years ago. He had a minivan and it was wrapped in, I think, like a, a Mountain Dew or one of those Coke Zeros or one of those. And he gets the car for free. He has to drive it a minimum of like a thousand miles a month and he gets the car for a year for free. Hmm. And it's a way to save money. But would you drive a, a, a car wrapped all year? Depends for on, free. Depends on what it was wrapped in. Like Mountain Dew or some product, you know, some soda. I think that's what it was. Yeah. And what, it's kind, what kind of car is it? It was more of a minivan type vehicle. Mm. Well, let's say my car, my Mercedes, if I had that Mountain Dew green <laughs> wrapped. You'd be the first one on your block with a Mountain Dew Mercedes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'd do that in two seconds. Yeah, I'd do it. Sure, Definitely. Yeah. Uh, look, I can see Tyler, the uh, moderator. He is out there and they are taking... Taking the turkey off the Traeger. How about I shut up and we go outside and have ourselves some turkey right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I believe Dickie V is going to do a Duke game. Not sure who they're playing, but uh, been going through cancer treatment, chemo. But uh, he's been doing it a long, long time. Long, long time. All right, uh, let me see. Final results, the poll question, what we learn, what's in store for Monday, NFL games coming up this weekend, this day in sports history. And uh, we're having our Thanksgiving today, so we don't have back-to-back Thanksgiving days on uh, Wednesday and Thursday next week. But uh, Tyler, the moderator, did a wonderful job. And uh, a shout-out to Traeger, the Traeger Grills. They uh, never fail. Any of our recipes that we make, those are on the newsletter. They're all available, and you can uh, download those recipes with Traeger. Just follow along everything that we cook here on the program. Uh, let me see. Greg in Detroit. Hey, Greg, what's on your mind today? Hey, Dan, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, just wanted to call and let you guys know that after over a year of waiting for the Stones concert to be rescheduled, I finally got to go Monday night with my wife to Ford Field to see him. And um, I couldn't leave your audience with that last Stones review from Old Man River who called and said uh, the guitars were too loud and you couldn't hear mixed vocals. 
Um, I guess maybe in his defense, it was it was maybe a bad mix or something, or I don't know, maybe his earplugs were in backwards or something. But I thought it was awesome. I mean, my wife was blown away. I don't know that she was expecting that. She didn't think that those guys would would be able to bring it at their age. But I'm telling you, Mick floated around for two hours straight. And Keith and Ronnie Wood, those guitars were just blistering. I mean, unbelievable. Well, good. I'm glad. I, I, you know, I tell people, if you get a chance, go see these, these artists. You know, Neil Young or Bob Seger. You know, I mentioned this about Tom Petty, uh, John Fogarty. If you get a chance, go see them. Uh, even The Who, you know, it, they're not the same as they once were, but you don't. I think want to pass up those opportunities to see some of these bands who have lasted this long. I mean, decades. True test of time here. Uh, Ryan in Honolulu. Hey, Ryan. Hello, Dan. What's on your mind, Ryan? Happy Meat Friday, Dan. Enjoy the special cock. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I got some Patriots Falcons mock headlines for you. Okay. Patriots win with dink and dunk. Crap lanta, stink and stunk. <laughs> Who knew smelling, smelling of roses was a, rosens was a bad thing? <laughs> All right, I got I got <laughs> That was bad. That was bad. Come on, let's rally here. Give me one. Let's, let's go. Let's rally here, Dan. Let's rally. Kyle Van Noying. Matt Ryan so much he needed a Matty Ice bath. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. Right, and let's finish, uh, okay, let's one finish more. Up with a, right. Let's finish off with a sponsor plug here. Final score at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Patriots the best. Atlanta or nothing. Okay, a little tagline there. Mercedes-Benz the best or nothing. Nice, nice. Thank you, Ryan. <laughs> this day in sports history, Paul? 1979, Nolan Ryan became the highest paid player in Major League Baseball history. What was he making a year in 1979? Three million. One point two five million dollars. Highest paid player in baseball. Nineteen eighty four, Dwight Gooden of the New York Mets at twenty years old became the youngest major league pitcher ever to be named rookie of the year in the National League. Right. That's it. Okay. Final results of the poll question, McLovin. Uh, for hour three, we did another who's coming out of the West. 89% Warriors now, four percent Lakers. Hmm. By the way, on this day in twenty nineteen, LeBron became the first player in NBA history to record a triple double against every NBA team. Thought that might have been a stat of the day, but maybe no, it doesn't matter now. Nobody cares. Drew Brees will join us on the program on Monday, and uh, Carson Palmer will join us coming up as well. You got the big game. You got the Cowboys. You got the Chiefs. You got uh, a couple other games of note this weekend. Cincinnati at Vegas. Washington at Carolina with Cam Newton coming back home. Pittsburgh at the Chargers on Sunday night. A lot, of, uh, a lot of games as far as a lot of storylines there. Let's go around the room, what we learned on this award-nominated program. Todd, I'll start with you. Jeff Van Gundy would be willing to change his legal name to Taco Bell or perhaps Coach Crypto, especially for like $2.5 million a year. He's funny, and he is. He's goofy, but he's smart. He's a great guest. McLovin. If the Ravens had drafted Brady Quinn, you would have had Joe Flacco on today. <laughs> uh, seat no counter. Darius Rucker is the her in Let Her Cry. Yeah, I didn't know that, that he's actually singing like he's the one crying, not her. Uh, Pauling. No family Thanksgiving. 
They say good things come to those who wait. The 2021 Mercedes-Benz SUV family proves otherwise. Takes no time to set it up. Test drive at your local Mercedes-Benz dealer. Learn more at MBUSA.com. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Check out the podcast, Dan Patrick Takes a Gamble. And also the 1215 podcast, The Backroom Guys, coming up. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. One more item as we close out the show. And if you were watching on Peacock, you got to see the full arsenal. Our Armada Traeger grills. All four fired up today with everything that we were cooking on the grill. And once again, that was turkey. A smoked turkey. Smoked green bean casserole. Also, smoked pumpkin pie. All on the Traeger. Six-in-one versatility. The ability to smoke, bake, roast, braise, barbecue, and grill. That's your six in one place. Also, Wi-Fi technology. You can monitor what you're cooking right from your phone your uh, smart home device or an Apple watch. That means you don't have to brave the cold to go out there and check on the food. Go to Traeger.com slash DP show. They've got all the holiday recipes, everything that we made today, you can do as well. But you want to get that pro or ironwood grill and make sure you take advantage. They have a, a sale going on through November 29th. Free ultimate accessory bundle worth 165 bucks when you buy that pro or ironwood grill. TraegerGrills.com slash DP show.